Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Allison, who is not in military, a U.S. military brat, but a Canadian military brat. So this is exciting. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me what it was like for you. You're both a child and a spouse, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what so was my- it? Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. What was it like growing up for you? Um, so my dad was in the Canadian Air Force, um, and I don't really remember him being in uniform. He was an aviator. Um, he was kind of like Goose. That's what I always think of. <laughs> um, but he was he became a public servant when I was, I don't know, I was fairly young, and so but we always had the base brat experience because as a public service servant, he was the base civilian personnel officer. We were posted um, every two years, just like everybody else. We lived in PMQs, just like everybody else. Um, I don't know if that's the same terminology. A PMQ in Canada is a private military quarter. Uh, so base housing. Yeah. Um, so every two years I moved every two years, I had to find a new best friend as a kid. Or every year, because chances were that when I moved into a new base, my new best friend moved out the next year. Right. Uh, So when I was 10, we moved to Ottawa, which is our nation's capital. And he was posted to what would be, um, I guess, like your Pentagon, right, to NDHQ. And so we stayed in Ottawa for right until I was in high school. And then he got posted to Germany. And, um, so by the time we were in Germany, it was probably like my ninth or 10th move. And, um, I graduated high school there. And then I, right out of high school, I got a job with the base photo unit and I had already been interested in photography and, and had done that in high school. Um, but then I was able to work full time within the military as a civilian photographer, which was fantastic. And then I had applied to go back to Ottawa to go to school. And then I met this gunner, which um, is an artillery private in Canada. And my family is all from Western Canada. We're all from Alberta, which is kind of like by the Rockies. And he's from Nova Scotia, which is as Atlantic Canada as you can get outside of Newfoundland. And uh, so I met, I met him there and so I went away for school for a year and I came back and we got engaged and, uh, and then the army wife life began. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is what I love hearing about different, you know, military bride, military child and military family experiences is how different, but how similar it is, you know, between the U S and then allies. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, I really noticed that when we were in Germany, because I was in Germany in the prime time, right? I moved there when I was a senior in high school. 
Yeah. And we were there from, okay, so I'll age myself. We were there from <laughs> 94. No, sorry. We left in 94. I got there in 88. And Steve, my husband got there in um, two years later. Anyway, and we were the, so there's no more Canadian bases in Germany. We were literally the second last flight out. Wow. Um, he had been given an extension to work what they called base closure workforce. And um, yeah, but we traveled so much and, you know, we would go to the American bases to go to the PX and, yeah. and, uh, and whatnot. Right. But, you know, you just traveling and having that experience and, and meeting people from all countries over there, Canadians, Americans, Germans, Swiss, Dutch, whatever it was. Right. Right. It was yeah, fantastic. You, you really got like the full taste, you know, and you hear it from American kids as well of like what it's like going to live in Germany and going to live in, you know, even Italy and Spain of being exposed to all of these different cultures and different militaries in one spot. And so it's really cool to hear it from your perspective. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was it was the best experience at the best time I could have had. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, what age you were at and then the time frame. And it's really cool to say you were like one of the last flights out of there, you know, with the Canadian Army. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah, no, it really was. Yeah. What was it like then transitioning into that role as a spouse after having lived it as a kid? Um. So there, I mean, there's a few differences. Um, when 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 your dad goes away, when you're a kid, your dad goes away, and you know he comes back and he's gone or whatever. Like my dad would, he was away quite a bit, but always short term. Like it was, you know, a week here, two weeks there, mm -hmm. um, more than you know tours. We'll say. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know our our relationship was, has always been very long distance. It seems right. Like we started dating and I had already been accepted to go to college back in Canada. And so our whole first year was long distance. It's a wonder we made it. <laughs> um, and then I, I ended up not finishing college because we got engaged and married and I finished it later and whatnot, but um, mm -hmm. I didn't want to do another year long distance and be engaged. Right. And um and then he, I, I don't know, that's a weird question. Um, Cause it's just life, right? Yeah. You just, I, it's, it's hard to really say any differences because it's just life. Yeah. I think it's more different being a military. I think it's more, I think the difference isn't in being between being a kid and a wife. I think it's between being a kid, being a base brat and then being the parent of a base brat. Right. I think for me, that's where I found the differences because being, being an air force daughter or, or an army wife, you know, it's kind of the man in your life isn't around mm -hmm. or he's around sometimes and not all the times. And, and you just adapt and you deal and, and you go on and that's just life. But being the mother of military brats after having been a military brat, that's where I noticed the differences. Yeah. Was it harder for you, do you think, or do you think it made it easier? Both. Um, I think it was easier because I knew the lifestyle, right? Right. Um, the difference really was that 
my kids only ever moved twice. Like we're on our third posting since having kids. They were all born in Manitoba, which is like as central Canada as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had moved to Alberta. Uh, my oldest was in grade two. My youngest was a newborn. And they were raised there. We stayed there for 16, 15 years, which I had never done before. I'd never lived in one space that long. And um, because the, the base in Edmonton is, it's such a large base. And my husband at that time had transferred from being artillery and he was now fiber optics communications. He was a lineman. So he had done a, an OJT or, or um, he had done a job transfer, a training mm-hmm. transfer. And the base in Edmonton for his trade was so big that he still got posted every two years, but it was within the, the base itself. Right. Right. So we never had to move. And then the one time he got posted away, he went on his own because it was only a four hour drive and he would just come back and forth on the weekends. And that way we weren't uprooting the kids out of school because again, they had never moved really. I mean, my son had once. And so having lived in one place for so long, for the first time ever, I developed roots. I developed a community. I developed, you know, people that were, I was close to, plus it was where my family was. Right. So we had never lived really with the kids in one place where our family was. And it was either Mine were west, his were east. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we built that, they had that relationship with, you know, grandma and, or Oma and um, my brother and whatnot. Yeah. So when we, when we got, when Steve got transferred or he got promoted and then he got transferred to Halifax, which is where we are now in Nova Scotia, that was really the kid's first big move. And for me, it was the first time that I didn't just naturally adapt to moving like moving was was just part of life I never really thought of it and but this was the first time I was leaving somewhere instead of going somewhere so I think that that's where the difference was is yeah I think that's where the difference was for me yeah and it's hard you know after being there for so long and then having to pick up and move and having to pick up and move with your kids who really haven't experienced a move before too. Well, and that's just it. Like my, like I said, we have three children and um, only two of them came with us to Halifax. I mean, they're all three of them are here now, but our our oldest was in university at the time. So he had stayed behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And he actually, we've been here now five years and he just came out here a couple of months ago. Wow. Um, And that was, you know, that was a decision that he made for a different lifestyle, uh, different location and whatnot. And I think he just kind of missed having those family roots himself. And um, now we're closer to my husband's family, right? So I think he kind of wants that connection as well. Yeah. And then how did you kind of integrate this photography lifestyle, you know, throughout your your career then? So as I mentioned earlier, I started photography in high school. I worked on the yearbook. Uh, I, we had a dark room, um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> film and, and all those things. Um, and I loved it. And then I was at base photo and I was a photo tech there and I worked in the dark room and I, 
Um, I was part of the emergency rotation calls. So, you know, if something happened out after hours, the MP phoned me and, and uh, I had to go out and shoot whatever was happening or then, you know, if there was a hockey game or a general's inspection or a parade or anything. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, funny story, just as an aside, when I was in 10, I said I had moved to Ottawa and it was the first time I'd ever gone to public school, like off of the base. Right. Yeah. It took me an entire semester in Ottawa to realize that when they said MP, they didn't mean military police. They meant member of parliament. <laughs> and I almost failed social studies because I just couldn't wrap my head around that. But anyway, yeah, that's another story. The but I mean, that's, that's a very typical. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know why I remembered that all of a sudden. But anyway, um, so when we left Germany, I went back to school. Actually, we were living in Manitoba at the time, which geographically for you is, I think, below the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess actually it's above, above the Dakotas. The Dakotas. <laughs> <laughs> we're north. Yeah. Um, it's the coldest place in hell. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, so I went back to school and I took um, media, so radio and TV, and because they didn't have photography. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go somewhere new, school's a place, good place to go, right? We didn't have kids at the time. And I figured it's a good place to fill my days. I didn't have, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from there, I went and I worked for a photo st- uh, wedding studio in their dark room which was great. And, uh, and I did that for a little bit. And then we moved to Edmonton and what did I just, I, Oh, I started actually, actually what I started doing was daycare, um, which was fantastic at the time because I had three kids that were all, you know, I had a seven-year-old, a three-year-old and a newborn. So, and the prices for daycare were crazy. Mm-hmm. So I opened a daycare and I did that until my youngest was ready to go to preschool. And then I worked for the local newspaper, which was fantastic until they had layoffs. And then I went to the local radio station and I was actually doing um, on-air news. And all of the things that I did, so from the radio station, then I went to our local chamber of commerce and I did the marketing and um, membership. So everything that I was doing always was around photography and social media, event photography, community photography, getting out the stories, social media, that kind of thing. Um, And then I went to an event services company, which was fantastic. And we did like um, festivals and trade shows and conferences across Western Canada, but primarily in Alberta. So again, photography event photography and social media and then we moved to Nova Scotia and again you have to start over right so what do you do so I started looking for jobs and I just nothing really fit I didn't like the I'll be honest I didn't like the difference in pay between provinces (laughs) Um, so I decided that I would build my own entrepreneurship I'd never done it before I'd spent my entire life an employee but I knew that I had the skills and the knowledge and the know-how. I just didn't have any, I'm, I'm a very visual, very sort of kinetic, very um, creative person. I don't do well with numbers and figures and, and whatnot. 
Um, so I, I did this business program that helped me build a business plan and get it all figured out. And it was all around event photography and social media management. And one of the things I had to do was come up with a business name, which I couldn't think of to save my life. And I was asking my people back home, I'm like, should I keep it as Allison Smith photography, which is what I had done as my side hustle, like evenings and weekends. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, it was weddings and families, that kind of thing. And I had done that for years. Um, but I didn't want that. That wasn't the path that I wanted. I wanted to do events and corporate work. And so they're like, no, do a rebrand. I'm like, okay, great. I agree. What should I call it? And I've always collected lighthouses for years. And so that was the unanimous decision. But I'm like, yeah, but a lighthouse in Nova Scotia, there's nothing unique about that, right? Right. And then it came to me in the bathroom, because that's where all good ideas come. <laughs> and I was like, my birthday is the 30th of April, which is the day of the base brat. And yes. our official flower is the dandelion. Yes. So all of a sudden, because it was coming up to my birthday, and I, I had been talking to my girls about getting matching tattoos. And, and I was like, I'm going to call my business dandelion digital. It's perfect it makes all the sense in the world to me I love and that's what I did thank you I do too and uh so I went through the program and I launched my business Dandelion Digital Event Photography and Social Media Management January 2020 well didn't every event in the world shut down three months later and so all of a sudden I'm like okay I I'm still in a new province. I still don't really know anybody. I still have no real connections. And now I have a business that fails before it gets off the ground. And what I, the beauty of the opportunity that came from that was everybody went to Zoom to network. Mm-hmm. And so I started joining networking groups on Zoom that were local. And from that, I started having people ask me to coach them on how to use social media for their business because they hadn't really been doing it, right? A lot of them were Gen X people like myself, a lot of realtors, that kind of thing, who just didn't get it. Facebook to them was for friends and family, not for business. And now all of a sudden they needed to have that transition. Right. And then as things started to open up, they're like, well, you're a photographer. I need pictures. I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. And so I, I say I had an accidental pivot and I, I brought events back because they're back and I, I still get lots of inquiries about event photography, but the crusp of my business is brand photography. So I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to, to elevate their brand visibility and then offer social media coaching for those who need it to understand how to utilize their photos in a social media platform. So all in all, it worked out. And yeah. um, it's been a couple of years now. And and uh, it always is slow in the winter here. But, you know, it, it's picking up. And all of a sudden now we're in, in June and I'm swamped. So <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I love that. And I love the meaning behind it. And, you know, some things are just so, so challenging to start up. And, you know, you think you have this perfect idea set. And then literally the world shuts down. And then 
you come up with new ideas, you come up with a way to continue on in a different way that is more successful for you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. What would you say some of the differences since you like lived in Germany and got exposed to the American military lifestyle in a sense, in a good way? Um, what would you say some of the differences are? Um, well, we only have three branches. Oh, that may not necessarily be true. We don't have Marines. We have Army, Navy, Air Force. And it, it's funny because I grew up on Air Force bases and then I spent my married life on Army bases and now I'm in a Navy town. So <laughs> I get the trifecta. Exactly. Um, you know, that that's... I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> um, it's I different that, for every person too. Well, and I'll be honest, a lot of what I know about the American military is TV and movies, right? Right. Um, and and so the way I understand it, and edit this out if I sound stupid or it's just <laughs> wrong, but the way I understand it is you guys sign up for very short-term engagements mm -hmm. and very long-term tours right right so you could be you could be a three-year veteran mm -hmm. and be done your be done your contract and then move on to civilian life yes um and you could be in you know in an overseas tour for two years mm -hmm. whereas I don't think that's the same way that ours is set up. Like you sign up for your initial three years. I think the turnover on people re-signing in Canada is quite high. I don't know numbers. I don't even know if that's accurate. That's my experience. Yeah. Okay. So understand that as the difference. Um, the people that I know in the military, most of them are lifers. My husband just retired from 32 years of service. He's on a full pension at 53 years old. Yeah. I mean, his friends from back home, that's unheard of, right? right. Like, um, and and so yeah, I I don't ask me that question. <laughs> I can't answer that accurately. Yeah, and I will say you did make a good point because a lot of the time, um, especially now with this generation kind of moving through, um, like you said, I don't know the numbers. This is just what I'm like experiencing and seeing. But a lot of people will sign for uh, what we do is an initial four years. And so you'll sign for your initial four years and then you will have an opportunity to re-enlist. Um, and so most of them will not re-enlist after that. They'll do their four years and then go. Um, but... For the people who do stay, that's 20 years and like our deployments um, not being in an active conflict right now. Uh, but when we were, it was typically anywhere between nine and 18 months uh, of a deployment. Um, you have trainings and work missions and things like that in between, which could be a couple weeks um, or a couple months. But we did have quite long deployments. We, you know short enlistments uh some people enlist for four years some people enlist for six you know so they are pretty pretty short enlistments but you your lifers typically are done at 20 years 
Yeah. And I think that with ours, when you go through basic training, you sign your initial engagement, I think is three years. Mm-hmm. And then when, just before that comes up, you can sign a new engagement, which then I think is a 15 year commitment. Wow. Um, or you can sign a release. Um, typically our tours are six months. Um, I know we had a nine month tour in Afghanistan. That was his second tour, his third tour. Um, but everything else is six month deployments. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I know guys that get, you know, they get deployed every 18 months depending on their trade. Right. But it's not, they're not back to back. So you go as a group, you do your six months, you come home, a new group is already in places as you go. Right. So I know when we got to our first tour experience, actually our very first tour experience was canceled. Um, His first tour was Bosnia and our youngest was just a toddler or sorry, our oldest was just a toddler. And then two tours in Afghanistan, one was six months, one was nine months. Um, and then just before he retired, he did six months in Latvia, mm. um, which was just recent. That was just two years ago, I guess. So, you know, long enough, but right, not as not as long. And I I think that that's, you know, from from an outsider's view, that's maybe one of the big big differences is that we have we have shorter tours. <laughs> yeah. And then what I always like to ask, um, but what advice would you give to another military child or another military spouse? Um, I have two things. One is embrace your community. Uh, the, the thing about being around the military community is that everybody at some point is in the exact same boat. They're coming, they're going their spouse is coming and going, their father, their parent, their mother is coming and going, whatever it is. Um, and if you just embrace your community, each community as you go, it's amazing to me how much support there is always there and uh, and how much support you can give. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's the little things that, that really do make all the difference. Um. And I think the other thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. And it took me a long time to get over that. Uh, my husband always used to have this saying, uh, one man, one kid. And uh, and I kind of somehow adopted that and felt like, you know, I couldn't ask for help. And, and it took me some really great people in the community uh, that became home that helped me realize that it's not one man, one kid, it's a village and, uh, and adopt, adopt your village. That would be it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. And, you know, no matter what country, you know, your military family is in, it's so important to find that village and find that community to, to plant roots with for, you know, two years (laughs) and then move on. <clears throat> but I love that you said planting roots because that's what the dandelion does, right? Yes. Yes. You plant your yeah. roots and grow and then you blow and go wherever else it takes Drive you. And that's it. That's yeah. what it's all about. Absolutely. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you're, you're a Canadian brat or an American brat or, or that holds true. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's the same anywhere you go and, you know, whatever life circumstances you're in, that it holds true. Yeah. And then where can listeners find uh, Dandelion Digital and connect with you? I am on Instagram or Facebook as Dandelion Digital HFX, which is short for Halifax. Yes. Well, thank you, Allison, so much for being on the podcast and sharing your experiences of being a Canadian brat. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.